Okay, we have Pablo. We have uh, everybody, it looks like. I heard you. So, Muppet Babies tonight. You've seen that, right, Pablo? Yeah, I've seen them. But you know what's weird? I've started to double-checking on the things right now. And I have seen the opening sequence, but I can't recall any episode in my head. That's okay. Um, That's okay. But you know what's weird? The thing I recall was that scene of Muppet Babies in Muppets Take Manhattan that was kind of like a sleeper for them. (laughs) 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 That's the thing everybody knows. Yeah. That's the thing everybody knows, Neil. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, but the thing is, that's the only thing I actually remember. I know I watched that show because here it was heard in the same TV show that aired Transformers. And I did watch Transformers. Make things come true. Yeah. 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 Uh, earlier today, I was telling Neil to uh, that the uh, that the version of Ratchet on Crapformers barely animated spoke with a voice that was a mixture of Ironhide and Cup. So of course he uh, pulled it up and listened to it, and he was horrified. Ironhide as Cup? No. What what was was Crapformers barely animated? Their version of Ratchet spoke with a voice that was a mixture of Ironhide oh, and Cap. Oh, is that something like Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged or something? No, you know, no, like it's, a... it's 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 that crappy Transformers show with barely animation that was on a few years ago with. They the... put Cap's voice on Ratchet? No, yes, no, they did it, turn no, Ratchet. His voice Cap. was He's his voice sounded like some voice actor was told, "Okay, here's Cap's voice, here's Ironhide's voice. Do a mixture of that." <laughs> well, you, I should. What's really surprising is that the assembled cast uh, on animated is actually does work. So barely animated, barely animated. Give it the right name. In barely animated, they they translated the same team into Transformers Prime, which is uh, actually pretty good. What I've seen, I only saw one episode. It had it the was... power of the Cullen behind it. All right, <laughs> what? Peter Cullen. Oh. oh, I thought you were talking about Edward Cullen. Oh God! Let's get started. Let's get started with the episode. I think we. Yeah, let's get it. I I hear Neil sighing and saying, "Finally." (laughs) Oh, Neil, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, uh, let's get started. Okay, uh, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, I am again your host Ben, and I'm joined by my co-host TV's Mister Neil. Hi, Kermit Frog here. What? (laughs) You spoke over me. You don't do that. And, uh, of course, uh, Stephanie O'Connell. O'Donnell, pardon me. O'Donnell. Okay. Asaku. Hi. Um, and um, Pablo Prino. I am the terror that clocks in the night. <laughs> Wrong show. I mean, hi. And uh, we are talking about Muppet Babies. They make our dreams come true. <laughs> it's, uh, it's of course Neil has used uh, Baby Fonzie as a weapon to attack other shows in the past, so <laughs> let Neil start. Neil, tell every tell our listeners what everybody else already knows. Where did Muppet Babies come from? The Muppets take Manhattan. That's right. There was a dream sequence with the Muppets as babies with a nanny, and that was the premise or basis of the Muppet Baby Show. And by the way, there is no continuity. Not at all. There is. I'm just saying that out there right now. There is no continuity. Don't try to make things spin. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Can't you at least blame the 80s? I'm not going to blame anything. It's like, you you, you know it doesn't fit. Just enjoy it for what it is. Like, I'm a rather decade. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. So Muppet Babies, it's a, uh, you know, I liked that show as a kid a lot. You know, it had some pretty good animation. It was cute, clever, fun. But there's one thing. It uh, I'm not going to blame it for this, but you have to really see that, you know, you know, you know, Alf Tales and uh, Chipmunks at the movies. They totally ripped off on how Muppet Babies did some episodes where they totally did spoofs of movies. Mm-hmm. Basically, oh, that's where it's wait, well, start, really? which, well, how how long was Muppet Babies on for? When did it start? Did it? What was mm-hmm. it like? Eighty like four or something like that? Can't be eighty four. I I was born in eighty three, so it's. Uh... Mm, well, because it has been running for a while. Let's see. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just see here. Eighty four to ninety one. Wow. Oh, wow. Damn. Dave Coulier did a lot of voices. Amazing. Dave mm-hmm. Coulier. Yeah. Oh, jeez, what's the guy's name? The guy who did uh, Bobby. Uh, Howie Mandel. Yeah, Howie Mandel in the first season. Yeah. Doing Skeeter, who yeah. also has the voice of Bobby of Gizmo. She and... was one of my favorites. She was one of my favorite characters growing up. Because she was a tomboy, I was a tomboy, and, you know. Yeah. But, of course, now <laughs> I relate more to Scooter, because I'm kind of into techie shit, sort of, kind of. But if by techie mm-hmm. you mean, like, making screen caps then yeah yeah they did uh, they actually had a lot of seasons they had eight seasons amazing whoa those were the days yes like i said but uh, they had several episodes that were totally you know spoofing or you know using as as uh, a storytelling event an existing movie like they did a ghostbusters episode they did a back to the future episode they did a star wars star wars episode star wars they did a Star Trek episode. They 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 did it a lot, but it's a. Uh, they were Rugrats before Rugrats. They they were better than Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah. But and like I never said, never see it on DVD. Like I said, there's just something so amazing about how you know they did it, and the, you know, other series, you know, Alf Tales did the same thing, except it was not really that. It was all the characters are now playing other characters from a new from a movie. And you you know even and Chipmunks did it too with the exact same thing. The Chipmunk characters playing characters from a movie. Yeah, but you're um, mentioning another trend they started. The whole idea of having regular characters as uh, children. It's kids, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a, uh, yeah, Hans it's Barbera a. did it. Uh, Flintstones. did it. Uh, Archie Ward did it. Did... What? Archie. Scooby Doo did it too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Archie did it in the 90s. Yeah, but we're just naming people who did it too. It's like you know they even did it with Looney Tunes, and that one sucked. Oh yeah, because well, they did the baby Looney Tunes. We've talked. They about just it. needed a different marketing tool to to sell more stuff for babies. It's like no. So, so uh, you know what? I'm not going to fault Muppet Babies for doing one thing. You know, two things that other people famously copied and did wrong. Mm. So basically. They are one of the ones that did it first and did it right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, especially in the baby thing, yeah. It was uh, cute, but not to the point of being cheesy. It was still a lot yeah. fun. And- I, yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. You know, it's just, it's just little kids having big, dumb fun. It's Yeah. Yeah. 
Like it's there was a, like no message. There wasn't like any special episode or anything like that. It was well, they like, didn't do an episode where Gonzo was hooked on heroin and they had to have a uh, baby Fonzie watch him overnight while he was detoxing. Fonzie, <laughs> intervention. <laughs> You're kidding. It's Fonzie, not Fonzie. Sorry, Fonzie. Sorry, Fonzie yeah. jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I haven't seen them up in years. Oh, to really start How watching. Dare you? I love Muppets though. Yeah. yeah, I probably. I don't. I don't know if I do or not, but I probably have the most histories with this show. Seeing as oh well, Jeffrey my... Scott wrote the most episodes on this series. Well, he wrote yeah. the first. He wrote the first three seasons by himself. Actually, yeah. that's not true. It's uh, the last two episodes of season two was Barry O'Brien and Chuck Lore. Oh, Chuck yeah, Lohr. I actually kind of wanted to touch what? on that. Chuck Lore. <laughs> no, that's a leap. I actually wanted to touch on that because, um, yeah, that guy apparently was is I don't know if he's still around a Scientologist and Who, Chuck Lore. No, 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 um, Jeffrey Scott, and he admitted to. Uh, sprinkling in some Scientologist uh, thought into the, some of the the shows. I but, never saw that in Muppet Babies. Yeah, there's there's a link. I sent it to Neil. It's very subtle. Hail Zenu! There was a one. There was an episode. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, apparently, uh, Miss Piggy had a hard time figuring out what a Tuffet was, in reference to Little Miss Muffet. And the whole episode had to do with that. And he was applying that to what uh, apparently Scientology teaches. So uh, a Tuffet is, is a vessel for Thetans? I guess so. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, no, what it was is that L. Ron Hubbard came up with this theory that uh, whenever a, a child is reading a story and comes upon something they don't understand, the whole, the whole imagination part of that that they're picturing in their mind blanks. And then everything after that is just nonsense because they don't understand this one thing. And that's what kept like, happening in that episode. Didn't he have a theory that we all came from clams? Yeah. Didn't, didn't he once admit to uh, to Robert Heinlein that you can get richer by creating a religion than you can uh, <laughs> writing books? Yeah. So, so yeah. it's Yeah, they made a bet, didn't they? No, they didn't make a bet. It's like Robert Hines like, okay, whatever, dude. I'm going to be busy writing real books that people are going to adore for centuries. You can do whatever you want. And, and, for the, and, and then Asimov's like, for the last time, Robert, you're not allowed to sleep with my wife. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, no, that was actually a conversation that uh, Asimov and uh, Heinlein had con constantly. Oh, by the way, uh, Jeffrey Scott is the grandson of Mo Howard. Dum, dum, oh. Dum. oh, a wise guy. Hmm. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. Definitely. My my uh, my my Mo's not that good. I prefer Shemp. Mo's got the physical comedy down. Yeah, he does. I mean, Mo <laughs> invented most of the physical comedy. Before then, it was mostly just slaps and stuff like that. But Mo invented the physical comedy in that act. That Shem oh really God. could never do. Do you know that uh, uh, Sam Raimi has a term for uh, fake actors? Uh, some, yeah, fake actors. actors the yeah. fake Shems. Yeah, fake Shems. Yeah. Fake Shems. 
Yeah, because in the the last couple of uh, Three Stooges, Shemp was sick, so they had to use fake Shemp's and Shemp's from earlier episodes cut in and stuff like that. Oh, he was just Every dead time by there that was point. a stand-in, for example, someone standing in for someone else for a shot, they called it a fake Shemp. Yeah, um, Shemp in, fact, in fact, in Dark Man, he, he credited Bruce Campbell as the ultimate Shemp. No, all those uh, shorts where you see the back of Shump's head whenever it's a different actor, Shump was just dead at that point. Because there were a few, uh, there were a few shorts that he just didn't finish. Yeah, Yeah. they they shot many things at the same time. But then people actually had to work. Not like now, it's the law of the minimum effort. Mm. Yeah, but like I said, I just loved how in Dark Man. He listed Bruce Campbell, the ultimate <laughs> champ. <laughs> yeah. He would. Yeah. And it's such a shame that, you know, they're never going to make uh, uh, Babu, Babu Natu. The sequel to Bubba Hotep was going to be Babu Nosferatu. Yeah, where he fought vampires. It was a prequel. Yeah. Big pity. Well, well it's okay. Bubba Hotep stands on its own. Yes. But back to Muppet Babies. Yeah. yeah. The thing that I really liked about it, especially because uh, for me growing up, you know, I was I was kind of like closed in, kind of introverted. I didn't really go out that much. And I think that know, fits for everybody in this room. To yeah. see yeah. <laughs> to see a show where like it encourages you to use your imagination. They stress imagination all the time. Where like you know you can do anything in your room you could do this and you could do that and you could make this into something and it was you know it was creative it wasn't just you know holding your hand for you and just you know just sit down and just you know rot your brain like cartoons are like, now yeah like, it was just giving you, farm only fun it was giving you ideas and you know i think it it, it probably helped a lot of people you know, like kind of break out of their shell, maybe. I don't know. Well, that, was a, that was a total Jim Henson thing. That that sort of stuff was in was in Sesame Street too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Oh, what's really funny is that there was actually an episode of uh, of uh, Celebrity Squares, the newer Celebrity Squares that had that that had uh, Kermit the Frog on, and Kermit the Frog <laughs> says, "No more Sesame Street for me." <laughs> what does Disney finally cut them off? I just thought it was really funny that that that, that Kermit actually said that, and oh, okay, because it's oh. it's just so funny. It's like I love Kermit at live events because the guy who does Kermit just does whatever the hell he wants, and it's hilarious. Yeah, because he knows it's like an adult show, and you can get away with anything. Well, yeah, it's like when he was when he was at that one this at that one award show that Lady Lady Gaga was at. Kermit yeah. actually says, "I'm glad. I'm just glad he's, she's not wearing anyone I know." <laughs> like the guy who does Kermit now, I, I love Jim Henson when he did do Kermit, but you know, mm. the guy that got do the Kermit now is great. Isn't it his son that does it? Or I don't think so. I think I it's... don't think so. I think it's someone else. Yeah, it's whoever was doing Bean Bunny. Thank God they got him off of Bean Bunny. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, you know, like. They they put him in, in like the later seasons, didn't they? It's uh, it's uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, he was in Muppet Babies. So. It's yeah. uh, it is it's uh, Steve, Steve Whitmore. Whitmore. Yeah, Steve Whitmore is doing him now, and Frank Welker did Muppet Babies in the, in yeah. Kermit and Muppet Babies, Frank Welker.
Yeah, and Frank Welker's Kermit is almost as good as mine. But yeah, that's what I really liked about it. It was just that, you know, it was just it just gave you ideas and it helped you to be creative and it stimulated, you know, your your brain a little bit and it's like, hey, you can, you know, like you can make your own fake newspapers or you can make movies. Your own fake shows and stuff like that. Your fake- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, it was uh, weird though. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? A precursor to podcasts. Yes. Well, hmm. actually, actually, if you think about the Muppet for- formula with all these little skits and stuff is actually... we got to thank Muppets for this. We're yeah, right the, the, now, Muppets, the Muppets actually... The, when the Muppets... Muppet babies. When the Muppets did, when the Muppets started doing their own skits again on YouTube as just YouTube shorts, it's like the Muppets found home, their home again. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that whole... Uh, ah! Bohemians and Symphony... Yeah, be, yeah. I, yeah, I like I like you know the fact that they're actually doing all these again. They, you know, they actually had they actually had the skit with uh, with the uh, Swedish Chef again. They actually did the Swedish Chef with Cat Cora. That was hilarious. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Another thing I like about the imagination thing is that everything in the show always had some real life alternative. So that when they came out of the uh, when they came out of the fantasy, you know if. If they were doing something, they had some real prop that was in the uh, yeah yeah that was in the nursery. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Speaking of which, uh, did it, was anyone else just totally thrown by the uh, by the layout of the nursery because it seemed to have no rhyme or reason? It's like the TARDIS. A big room, a big room <laughs> with an entrance and a closet. That's all I can tell. It's yeah, like but the... I knew there were like I knew there were cribs in there, but they never they were never in any shot when they were playing and. The TV was somewhere. It, it, could, it's sort of like it's, it uh, it's it's sort of like any sort of house that's in the cartoon. Don't <laughs> think too hard about it because it's yeah. uh, like like it's I actually knew smoke. a guy. I actually knew there was actually a fan project, and this this will be funny to you, Neil. There was actually a fan project with Ronmo and Half fans where they were actually trying to do a schematic of the Tendo do- Dojo, and it was uh, Ben. Yeah. I actually like saw the, those blueprints uh, out of a Japanese magazine. They actually did it for reference in the animated series. The actually, animated... actually, if you look at the manga in the animated series, it's uh, there. There are some doors and walls that don't belong, and hallways that aren't don't work right with the exterior shots. It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, it's like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah. It's bigger on the inside. I can't do a British accent. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's funny though, like because I was actually watching like some of it on YouTube, like for research. Well, and... I, I, I say don't think about it too much because it that if if you're talking about a layout of room, you keep in mind two things. Number one, it's it's you know, I I hate the excuse it's a cartoon, but only if you use it for to excuse bad writing. Yeah. With stuff like a layout of the room, you don't really think about it, and you have to keep in mind that a lot of it. I don't know. I their imagination those kinds you get of. With. Those kinds of in- idiosyncrasies I kind of like. I kind of like when I see like mistakes in old cartoons because it it seems more organic to me as opposed to it just being like like super super streamlined and perfect. And it's well, just like you know that's that's the thing. You know, mm-hmm. Neil and I agree that perfect animation is ugly animation. Yeah, I'm a little too Kevin Flynn about these things. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not Clue too. You know, I'm not. I'm not into you know creating the perfect system. <laughs> so, uh, Pablo, Pablo, as an actual animator, how do you feel about animation that is too perfect, or people who try to do animation too perfectly without any organicness in it? 
Well, it depends a lot because uh, it depends who is making the animation, what he's making the animation for, and why he's making the animation. Well, it's, uh, it's, I always, I, I personally, I always feel that animation has a perfect mix of plasticity with elasticity. Like, there, you have to keep on model to a point, but to really get really expressive body language and facial stuff, you have to make it somewhat, somewhat elastic. Well, okay. I'm a big fan of uh, John Kay's work, you know, John Krifalski from yeah. and yeah. all that. And he, I read his blog quite a lot. Um, he had some part, uh, the last thing he was making was about making the layouts for customized acting so that they don't stick to, for example, character charts and they use stock poses and expressions uh, because it's like they always go there, they do the same thing. It's like, I don't know, uh, Shia LaBeouf, he, <laughs> the, the guy from Transformers who's always playing the scary kid. That's running all the time? That's yeah, running yeah. all the time. It's <laughs> go, like, go, go. yeah. That, that you have the, the Shia Wolf character chart, you use it as reference sheet, and then you start drawing the Shia Wolf adventures drawn by Chef Matsuda, you know, Ben's favorite artist. And the face is the, fucking concave! <laughs> I know, we, we've discussed about that. Um, and then he keeps doing the same faces all, all over the time and all that, and it's not like, you're not seeing something new, it's almost the same as those flash animated series where they use the stock animation character and all that. I don't know, it, it depends. Uh, some stuff doesn't need to be perfect. And when things are perfect, they, they have to have a reason for that. Well, yeah, so it's, it's uh, cool. like, well, like I said, you know, you have, you know, going too far into elasticity, you have stuff like Kennedy animation, which, you know, puts the boingy boingy in animation. Yeah. And well, if you go I'm, too far into plasticity, you have Family Guy, which has no character left in the animation ever. Mm-hmm, I know. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, animators that animate. Well, that's on animated. That doesn't mean I'm fond of shows that have perfect animation or fluid animation or timely wobbly animation. They just need the... I don't know. I just think the animation style has to fit the story it needs to tell and the mood it needs to tell. So if there's, yeah. if there's something like, for example, a manual or something, uh, I worked in an e-learning company. We did flash animation. And it was like, you, need, you didn't need anything more. It was very basic. Uh, if someone brought Studio Ghibli to do the e-learning ma manuals, the, I mean, that would have been awesome to see, but totally pointless. I mean, well, really. you know what's really funny to me is uh, Toei actually did seasons one and three, one to three of Muppet Babies. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And Acom so, did. Oh, Acom. Huh. that those guys. I you saw know, a they, few Acom episodes. They, it's not, it's not nearly as bad as some of the other shows that they. It's, it's before Acom. Up. It's before Acom got really bad. Well, uh, they didn't have to actually work with something as complex as the Transformer. Or legions of transformers, so or X Men, <laughs> or X Men, or Spider Man, <laughs> or Spider Man, or, <laughs> or any of the Marvel properties in the nineties. I don't care what people say; those cartoons sucked. Oh, uh, no, those were all the games. Eat it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it, I, I, I have to. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, you go first. Oh, I just wanted to say that. Well, you know, while I was watching, like some of the old episodes when you it's 
you know, when you watch them when you're little, as opposed to when you watch them when you're adult, you you catch things that you didn't quite understand before, or you didn't, or you start questioning things like. Like the episode where Nanny just gave them a a video camera to dick around with for half an hour. I'm like, who does that? <laughs> what Nanny well, in the there right would have been mind? chocolate. There would have been chocolate <laughs> fingerprints all over that lens. Or yeah, or well, God knows what. I, I think oh, that the writers didn't actually think about uh, God. them being real babies. It was like, yeah, they're kids. Uh, they're not actually babies. I forgot. I forgot all the other kids' versions kid version shows that were out there. I forgot they actually made Jungle Cubs. Yeah. Jungle. Oh, yeah, I remember. I forgot they made Yo-Yogi. You know what I remember? I forgot they made Tom and Jerry Kids. Oh, I oh, love that Well, show. Tom and Jerry Kids actually is closer to Tom and Jerry than many of the actual shows that are on. <laughs> Tom and Jerry Kids is a light on mankind. Well, uh, I like Tom and Jerry Kids. <laughs> I did like it. We forgive you. I, I still think it was closer to Tom and Jerry more than the actual shows that are, are called just Tom and Jerry these days. Uh, but what I was uh, have you do you remember the Family Guy episode with the Family Guy kids basically? I try not oh. to. <laughs> that, was, that, that was the one where they weren't even doing the kids version. They were ripping off. They were ripping off uh, our gang. Our our gang. What? Our gang. Our gang. The little rascals. Yeah, see, the thing is, people call them oh. the Russell, but the real name of that show was Our Gang. Yeah. And that's not that's not one of those, oh, that's one of these little hidden facts. People, everybody knows that or should know that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, for bar trivia purposes, anyways. Like, you know, if they want free beer tickets. The, you know. the name here was Pequeños Traviesos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. our, our gang. Yeah, so, 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 so I remember that because when they made the Little Rascals movie, I was asking my dad, "Hey, did you ever see the Little Rascals?" And my dad looks at me and says, "Ben, they're called our gang." <laughs> oh. oh, so that's where it comes from. <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm just, I'm just letting you know that my dad was pretty peeved that they called them the Little Rascals because it's our gang. No, no, no. I know. I had a. You know, I, I had a bit of a, you know, pedantic father as well. So, you know, I understand. Okay. Speaking of facts that uh, everyone here probably already knows, uh, something happened in season two that only aired three times. Can anyone guess what that is? Does it involve towers and planes? Mm, <laughs> no. 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 What is that, no. Neil? The Little Muppet Monsters. This is ridiculous. Well, starting in season two, they wanted to add a second half hour featuring live-action Muppets. So they came up with three new monster characters called the Little Muppet Monsters, who lived in the basement of what was apparently a Muppet apartment building where all the regular Muppets lived. Was it like Friends before Friends? <laughs> well, actually, you know what? 
Was I know why I haven't seen this because it only aired in 1985 and I was two. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I don't remember shit from Shinola in 1985. <laughs> uh, no idea. That was the year that that was a very famous year in history because that was the year Michael J. Fox went back in time. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, this this uh, second half of the show only aired three times. Jim Henson pulled the plug on it because apparently he felt that the that the puppetry and the animation did not make for a good comparison because he thought the animation was inferior to the puppeting, so he just yanked it. He didn't want but, to put make people compare it because he didn't want people to start saying, "Oh, I put babies in shit. We should have more of this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but there were actual cartoons in that show as well. They would they had adult versions of the Muppets in cartoon form. Oh God, I I think yeah. I actually saw some of those. Yeah, and thirteen episodes were produced. They're all sitting in a vault somewhere, or probably got bulked erased or something i think they're still staying involved because i don't think the jim henson studio is quite like lucas where if they don't like it they disavow it delete it Um, remove it take take it away from manufacturing blanchard (laughs) but but anyway i I, go ben let it go i really wish disney would come out with this on dvd because it's really the the last thing that that we really have of uh jim henson and richard hunt before they died Deal, so, deal. You know what? what? I agree with you to a point, but there are there are some times when you say you really want things to be released that should never see the light of day again. Like you want the you want the Saban clean cut of the Sailor Moon animation. I just want <laughs> they need to put that on one of the on one of the Sailor Moon DVDs. I just want a clean copy of that just to laugh at because you know it's funny. You're laughing at it now. Yes, but that's because I know it, it would look a whole so much worse if it was clean. <laughs> he wants a clean cut of that, guys. <laughs> I enjoy bad ideas that are obvious train wrecks. Hmm. I gotta go with that, like Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Great book. By the way, uh, another book I do recommend is Time Lincoln by Antarctic Press. That's pretty awesome. In my book. Nowadays, everything everything gets into a trend, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah memes are, you know, like the well, most. Well, basic. you know what the one thing that they always do with the kid versions of shows is they always take an existing character and make an extra version of that character as a female version. <laughs> you mean well, like, like that's what they do with Skeeter. With the sister, the twin sister, yeah, or or you know they actually dig back in the vault, find an existing female version, and replace the male version with them. Like with the baby Lunatunes, they replace Porky with Petunia, who actually existed. Oh, yes. Uh, they need to balance it out, I guess, or something like that. You know, I know these are all this is all babies, but this is a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Didn't the nanny socks have the same pattern as the Wicked Witch of the Easts? <laughs> really? I'm asking. Um, uh, wasn't there black and white instead of white and green? It was purple and green, wasn't it? Uh, Nanny socks, purple and green. I thought it was white and green. I don't oh, know. Ask Acom and what they think about that. No, Nanny socks were um, 
They it was were like a, green no, it was and a light teal. Green. It was like a it was like a light green, like a seafoam green, and then a more solid kind of um, like grass green. I I love the character model for uh, for Nanny because it, it, it's <laughs> a full body <laughs> it's headless. The headless horseman. Woman. It's the scariest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh Whoa. Well, it's like a cow and chicken and their parents. But yeah, I actually went to a live show in 1990, and I again I sent Neil a, a scan of a of a shitty photograph and yeah. the ticket stub of the actual show that I went to. It was called Muppet Babies Live. Where's Animal? And it was oh. people dressed up. And they sang songs, and they were looking for animal. And it was like a it was like a botched uh, game of hide and seek that went wrong. And that was the whole that was the premise of the whole show. He's up here somewhere on this stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that was the thing. Like, like um, they were looking for him, and he would he would pop out, and the audience would be like, "He's there! He's there!" <laughs> and then he would go back, and then you know Kermit would think that oh he's you know, he, he's just seeing things and then, you know, <sighs> and there would be songs and, you know. Just like Lazy Town. Kind uh, of, yeah, it's... I guess so. Was there another version of that? Because I could swear I've seen pictures of, like, uh, kind of a set that kind of had, like, half the nursery in it. And, like, there was a giant door that song opened. It had, like, the, these big, giant, scary legs that were nanny. I could swear I've seen that. probably did. I actually I was looking on YouTube for a commercial for it, and but it was... I think it happened in 87. So it was like uh, in the mid-80s. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, oh, that's not the one I saw. The one I saw was like, clearly, you know, yeah. 21 years ago, literally. Yeah, that, that baby animal thing sounds like the kind of thing that Jim Henson probably saw it and like, oh, this thing's going to drive you to an early grave. <laughs> it, it, oh, it did. Was, Wait, yeah, no. I just still kind of, I still kind of remember like some of the songs, like, hide and seek, seek and hide, blah, 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 you know, that kind of. Wasn't there an episode where they actually did lose Animal in a hide and seek game? Yeah. Oh, was it? And he was Maybe watching was TV with that. Nanny. Yeah, yeah, earlier I was watching um, the episode where, um, Gonzo uh, lost his uh, stuffed chicken toy, Camilla. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy because in the regular Muppets show, his his girlfriend is the chicken Camilla. So yeah, what was, was he doing with that chicken. stuffed? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not delve into that. I'm just so saying, the... it's kind of funny. Like, you think maybe Gonzo was like the first plushie? <laughs> <laughs> that's what what they were kind of like maybe like he kind of s- kick-started that whole fetish well well, like. the, well you know it's just really funny because they, they took a lot of the early characterizations from the muppet show and used those as the basis of all these characters because because uh gonzo pursuing miss piggy was only in the first season of the muppets the muppet show after that he was with camilla all, all till to this day so mm. right so well, just, just putting it out theory. there because, you know, you know, even with that, the Muppets really doesn't have any continuity and damn anyone who says they do. Well, here's a well theory for you. Maybe all the Muppet shows are actually dreams from the Muppet babies. No, it isn't. Oh. Are you sure? Pretty are sure. You right now? Uh, so don't don't, like don't go down this path. You, you will, you will, you, you'll, you'll, 
Neil will uh, tell you why you're wrong in a minute. I will raise my mighty sword. Neil, <laughs> tell him why he's wrong. I, I, want, I just want Neil to go with the why fan theories should never go this far rant. Oh, okay. Because it's all in your head. <laughs> it's not in the source material. And what about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in that episode where the whole show might be an hallucination from a girl in a, a health care house? Are you trying? Are you trying to say that David Lynch ghost wrote Muppet Babies? Is that where you're getting at? <laughs> what, what, what oh, all I'm saying is you James Cameron you know started if, if you're talking about that Buffy show. Then you should talk about the fact that most of primetime television happens in an autistic kid's brain. Hmm. Oh, no. Hmm. The Tommy Westfall universe. Look it up. Tommy was. Westful. Well, what it was was uh, there was a there was a show that was a hospital show uh, called Saint Elsewhere, and at the final episode of the show, they revealed that the whole show was in an on in an autistic boy's imagination. It didn't really happen. But the thing is, this uh, uh, Saint Elsewhere actually crossed over with uh, with Homicide, Laugh on the Street, and Cheers, which means Law and Order happens in the same universe as Frasier. <laughs> Which is all an autistic kid's brain. See, this is getting so complicated that this kid's brain must be like the Matrix. <laughs> mm. It goes deeper than that. X Files is in the same universe. Foolish. What? Oh, and who's who's the one character that's in like ten different primetime shows on every network? That um, I can't think of his name. He's in Law and Order and. You're talking about Richard Belzer? Yeah, Richard Belzer. Yeah. He plays the he's, like he plays that. one character. There was yeah, a character basically. Like it's that. just it's always like the uh it's like the conspiracy theory guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he connects he connects like so many shows just by himself. I'm in everything. <laughs> oh here here's oh, the chart like the of the Kevin Tommy Bacon. Westful universe. This is why you don't do this. Because look, you actually have you actually have uh the new Battlestar Galactica connect with Doctor Who, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Holy... Ooh, wow. <laughs> and that's wow. why you don't do this. Oh, wow. Well, you can actually connect both Office series, the Office UK and the Office USA on this. I, I wonder what's the connection between Red Dwarf and Doctor Who. I'm guessing Red, Red, Red Dwarf references Doctor Who, right? No, there was actually there was actually like a for charity thing done once, but they counted. Well, here's a smaller universe that some people are not aware of: the Hasbro cartoon universe. Oh God, no! Character appearing in all of them. Oh God, no! Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hector Ramirez. Hector Ramirez, yes. <laughs> he was in Inhumanoids, Job, G.I. Joe, and Transformers. All he needed was to be in My Little Pony or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure Buzz Dixon was working hard to get him in there. And I love that name. Just got canceled I or love something. that name, but his work is kind of up and down. Yeah, the, there, should be a, there should be a restraining order on Buzz Dixon, you know, to keep him away from the, the writing table. I love his name, though. He has a great name. Yeah, he does have a good name. It's it's like the most awesome writer name ever. You should go to the moon and write over there. I'm Buzz Dixon. You're hired. 
<laughs> Don't you see why you're hired? And, and then he writes G.I. Joe, and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that name. <laughs> God damn it. I hate I hate looking at this Tommy Westfield universe chart every time I see it. It's just so stupid. I mean, okay. look at it. Look at I Dream of Genie in the same universe as Smallville. Um, how is Gleason show really? What are they basing these connections on? Crossovers with characters. Yeah. Well, See, now, if if you could only get Scooby Doo in there somehow, because then you get you can get the Globetrotters in there. You can get uh, Batman. You can get uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Well, let, we can try. I mean, the Harlem Globetrotters were both in Scooby Doo, and they were both in in Futurama. Oh wait, they um, actually they actually have they actually have the uh, Adam West Batman in there, so it could actually fit. Yeah. Oh, no. No. <laughs> That's true. So Batman, the the Adam West Batman had the same happened in the same universe as Blossom and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> Absorb that. Absorb that <laughs> from people who try to make things fit together that don't. God damn you! Stop it! Stop it! I can't believe it, it. Quantum Leap isn't in here. What's in here somewhere? Should be. Oh, yeah. Should no, so, Muppet Babies all happen in the area of an autistic kid. Well, I wouldn't go that far because I don't see it here. But I'm just uh, saying that you don't try to make things fit uh, together like that because you, you, that's you, a pain. You, you know what's scary, Ben? What? I'm, I'm already seeing connections that I'm making. This charge could be even bigger. Don't give yeah. them ideas, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So it's, it's, back to Muppets that are babies. Their parents are never around. Uh, they're I, orphans. They're orphans. Jum, jum, really? Jum, jum. They sleep there. They do. All the time, all together. Yes. No one ever comes to pick them it's up. It's not a daycare, it's an orphanage. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> they were abandoned. <laughs> Sorry. Because it's a world of humans that are freak half animal things, you know. Some people are doing the wrong thing with with in the barn or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's uh. a headless woman who takes care of them all. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> okay. Now what what other what other Muppets appeared in that show? Because there was there was Rolf? Bean Bunny, of course. Didn't they one, did they one time fit the Swedish Chef in there? No, I don't I, know. But Statler and Waldorf was, were in there for a few episodes. And they got Janice in there. I'm pretty sure they fit the Swedish Chef in there somewhere because you, you do Muppets for eight seasons, you have to fit the Swedish Chef. Um, well, they ha well, they had Bunsen and Beaker occasionally. Yeah. Um, there was Rolf, who was also one, another one of my favorites. They didn't, um, do, they didn't do the Eagle, though. No. No. Sam. But technically, wasn't they he did later? Robin. They did Robin as a tadpole. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Jeremy's nephew, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, going back to uh, the, the discussion about families, they actually did acknowledge that, that Kermit had an older sister oh, God. that gave birth to Robin. So why isn't she taking care of Kermit? Dumb. Well, she's, she's dead, too. She's, she's, a, she's a high school dropout that's just uh, spitting out eggs, so. 
<laughs> this is what happens when you try to when you try to uh, patch up continuity. Should, yeah, yes, you, you don't do, do it. Damn it! And that's why. <laughs> don't think hard. It's it's not supposed to be scrutinized to this level. Maybe it's a parallel universe. It's, it's another writer world. Doesn't even have a Maybe, universe. You know you step outside the nursery. It's like the universe ends there. I have an idea. I know what really happens. Oh, God, no. Uh, you know, Kermit leaves the nursery. He goes into the bathroom, you know, uh, uncovers the shower and sees Patrick Duffy in the shower. Tamagari <laughs> <laughs> did that joke again. Yeah. Oh. Again? Yeah. Wait, <sighs> do you need me to re. No, this is, see, the thing is, the joke was funny the first time it was done on Dallas. Oh, fuck you. And then, and then basically, <laughs> I did the joke, and it's not funny anymore because half the people that watched it didn't get it. The other half was like, oh, this old bit. I wonder what they paid Patrick Duffy. It was probably only like 20 bucks. He was looking for work after Step by Step. Oh, come on. That was funny, and you know it. No, it really wasn't. You're just, um, you're just being, you know. You have to be there. Give Seth a little bit of credit. And sometimes he does slip on a banana peel and accidentally make something funny. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's my job. Mm. I mean, shit. Someone has to do it. It was one of his hey. slightly better live-action bits. It was better than the the the, the, the Milano joke. Oh, I wonder. Well, I wonder why he paid her to do that because he was actually still starring on a show by then. More than the animators, that's for sure. Was that before or after she did? Uh... Wait, was she was she in double, the Double Dragon movie, or am I thinking of something no, else? No, so this was during her Charmed years. Oh, oh okay. Mm. This was back when Family Guy was doing the live-action skits. I wonder why they stopped doing that. Maybe they were too expensive. No, because they did one at the end of uh, Road to the Multiverse. With uh, Rob Lowe and, uh, and Adam West. I'm having a small flashback to the Back to the Future cartoon. Try not to. The yeah. brain will thank you. Bill Nye was actually on that show. Their kid banged memories. Bill Nye was on that show before he was the science guy. Oh, Bill Nye, yeah. He was just called guy. that guy. Yeah, well, you know, Bill Nye is actually a real jerk in person. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. That's he he I heard. hates children. That's the thing. He has a show for children, and if you're a kid, you walk up and say, oh, I like your show. He says, get away from me, you little snot-nosed brat. Yeah, oh. that's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, I hear that happens with everyone that one likes and that is on TV or something. Well, well Bill Nye is the big case of that because it's Bill Nye. They kind of get famous and treat people like shit. You know, not, not everybody does. Like Bruce Willis, if you, if you meet Bruce Willis on the street, he, he will actually shake your hand talk to you for a few minutes. Bruce Willis is actually really nice in person. Oh, it's mm. nice to know. I'll go stalk him then. <laughs> Well, here's a theory. Probably he liked kids before he began the show, when he was so crowded and so... He uh, never liked kids. His whole his whole science bit was actually a comedy act he did for adults. So maybe like it's Bob like this Sag, guy from like Jurassic Park. It was a really raunchy comedian, and then he did... He, he auditioned for for Full House as a joke because all his friends says, you're, no, you're never going to be suited to play a father and family man. You're such a raunchy comedian. He's like, I'll just do it anyways as a joke. And he got the part. Oh, well, maybe he hates, like, Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. You know, he loves dinosaurs, goes there, it sucks, he hates dinosaurs. You know, the whole trying to eat him thing. I think maybe 
Bill Nye. You reference the bad movie now. What? Ah, yeah. Sorry about Park that. Three, the bad one. Yeah. No, it's it's the totally needless one, the pointless one. Yeah. Open have, the door. Get on the floor. They want to make a fort now. Everybody do the dinosaur. I heard that it got squashed uh, the moment uh, Crichton died. Yeah. Mm. No more Jurassic Park. Mama cry. You heard what? I heard my mama cried. She cried the night Chicago died. Yeah, like except exchange it with my Crichton. Okay. I'm glad you got that you know, reference. I, I got. Uh, I had three very important mics in my life. It was Mike Waringo, Michael Crichton, and Michael Turner, and they're all dead now. Is that that's like my holy trinity of mics? <laughs> they were all big influences in my life. Uh, A minute of silence. <laughs> but back to Muppet Babies, they make your dreams come true. We <laughs> uh, have a lot of clips from movies, something where uh, really old movies, some current. Some well, I remember they, when they did the Star Wars episode, they actually had a clip of Yoda, and they actually had uh, they actually had it wasn't hard because it was Jim Henson series. They actually had Frank Oz doing a voice. Mm. Mm. That was nice. It's either I'm Frank sorry. Oz or someone doing a really good Frank Oz impersonation. It might have been Frank Weller doing Frank Oz. Mm, Frank, a bit. Because Frank Welker is like, you know, Frank Welker. Yeah, he, he does that a lot. It's like he wakes up in the morning and says, Whoa, what a nice day to be Frank Welker. And then he starts his day. And he has like his whole Frank Welker theme song playing in the background like while he walks. <laughs> yeah, all the clips that used to show up in Muppet Babies, I think there was more clips... From Lucasfilm than anything. Yeah, yeah, well, because they did the Indiana Jones episode too. Yeah. yeah. Well, he does so he says to Jim Henson. After I, all. I mean, I mean, when they did the Back to the Future episode, all they really used was the DeLorean prop, but they didn't use any of the story from Back to the Future at all. They just used the DeLorean prop. Prop. So that wasn't quite as obvious as the other. Was that ones. a Freudian slip? Mm-hmm. You saying plop instead of prop? <laughs> it might have been, it might have been, but yeah, it's uh, I I love Muppet Babies. It's uh, it's hard to find episodes because YouTube's doing a purge again. No, I I watched a lot to, today and this week and. Well, they were a lot easier to find a few weeks ago. Well, YouTube uh, start, is paying really from time movie. to time and says you can watch this, you can't watch that. Uh, I can't watch the new trailer for the new Voltron series. And a friend of mine can watch a clip of Rose Julia saying, of course. Hmm. And that's not overused at all. Wink. Oh, you know, yeah, maybe because it's like a regional thing. Because I know some people are like, well, I'm just, I'm just saying that Rose Julia stuff online thing of is that. like the most overused internet clip ever. What hmm. is? Rose Julia turning and saying, of course. Of course. Yes. Well, there's a. Here's something to think. If Muppet Babies was still on today and hadn't jumped the shark or something, uh, what movies would have been parodied by now? Uh, I think oh. stop that because they, they, they only did that occasionally. They didn't do that every episode. Hmm. But, but still. They would probably do Avatar. Oh, God, no. No. You know it's true, though. No, they would have they done like they would have done like Dances of the Wolves, Pocahontas, uh, Fern Gully, 
and uh, Last Samurai before they did uh, Avatar. Did they parody another animated movie? No, I'm, I'm just making a joke that if they were going to do Avatar, they would have done. They, oh yeah, make it all, all, all the other, all the other. All movies no, they would have made Patrick Duffy in the shower. That's what they would have made. Wah wah. Waka waka. Waka waka. Patrick Duffy. <laughs> All right, Neil. We're getting cl- dangerously close to the hour mark. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. You, you, can we keep on going? I, I need. Yeah. I need the, yeah, I need the co-host approval because the epic. It's. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> this is as long as we don't go three hours again. It will Number never happen five. again. Yeah, because that's that was a little bit. Uh, that was like marathon. Type of shit. Like, uh, yeah, like are it, we doing a fundraiser? Like, no, well, you know what? Day? You know what? It wouldn't have been near that long if we only did the Family Guy thing for only like five minutes versus 35 minutes. <laughs> I knew that was going to be like a major part of that show. Just, boy, do we just rip on Family Guy. Well, it's only because know, it's you really deserve it, it Seth. Yeah. <laughs> it deserves it. It's that smug bad, grin of his. It just asks for a come bad, up. awful garbage. Your show sucks. <laughs> You're a phony. Who said that? A big fat phony. Who did the Kermit impression? <laughs> that was Neil. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. I can't do it. That's awesome. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> he does. I, I can do. I can do a pretty good Yogi Bear, but other than that, I suck. That's hmm. that's that's pretty awesome, dude. You rock. Yeah, watch out, Steve Whitmire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know like, I said, like I said, Steve I, I Whitmire, the, the, the beauty said. of Steve Whitmire's live Kermit is the fact that he can do a lot of off-the-cuff humor. That, that's the beauty of Steve Whitmire's Kermit. I know a dude that um, can do a pretty uncanny meatwad, meat. if that's anything. Yeah, Rob does a pretty good meatwad, meat you know. What's that? Rob, who was on the show last week, it does a pretty good meat wad. Oh, no, I'll have to compare. I'll have to, uh... Yeah, but uh, like I said, my best one is Yogi. I could okay. do a pretty good Hey Boo Boo, so... Hmm. Did you see the movie? Did you see the well, shitty... Yeah, it's a... Dan Aykroyd sucks. Justin Timberlake is amazing. He's amazing. Oh, that's wow. That's, that's pretty heavy. Are you, saying, are you saying he was actually good, man? Justin Timberlake as Boo Boo is frightening. <laughs> it's like it's like he ate Don Messick and <laughs> is being possessed by Don Messick now. Well, Justin Timberlake is actually a pretty decent comedian. Well, well, well the thing is, Justin Timberlake actually practiced his voice as a child by imitating cartoon voices. Wow! So the wow. thing is, when they when they got when they got the Dan Aykroyd to do Yogi. Dan Aykroyd's like doing the the big mistake that a lot of voice a lot of real actors do when they start doing voice acting, which is he uses the whole studio space. He moves around, he talks with his hands and all that. And I actually watched a video of him doing it. But when Justin Timberlake does Boo Boo, he just sits down and reads, and he does Boo Boo. He does Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> goes wild. He goes wild on Boo Boo. OTP. No, it's it, it's actually amazing because if you listen to it and you just you just think you think to yourself, okay, this is Justin Timberlake doing that, you'll be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because he's not trying to do boo boo. He just, you know, it's like there is no try. <laughs> do or do not. Yeah. Do or do not. And by the Did way, you Dan see him do not. in um, 
Did you see him in the social network? I did. Did you did you think he was good? Because I didn't see it. Well, I I do think he he is. I mean, okay. the the character was well played. I'm not sure. I don't know what the original intent was, so I can't compare it. It's like oh yeah, but he did well. Plus, I did like him a lot back on the day he did the SNL hosting. Oh yeah, yeah, with the yeah that skit. <laughs> Yeah, he he actually he actually enjoys uh, performing. That's something you that some people take it as a job or something, but you do feel that like this guy is actually having a good time while he's doing it. Yeah, not like yeah. Leo DiCaprio who's always trying so hard to win an Oscar. Give him an Oscar for God's sake, please. He needs to lighten up and start making I don't know teen comedy or something. But he's always like trying to convince you so hard. I. I gotta help you with this because I really need this Oscar. And he makes this Chinese face with his face all the time. He's like, yeah, I gotta go. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's like he's going to pop a muscle off his face any minute now. <laughs> so, you know, he's trying so hard to prove you he's not just a pretty face and that that's going to leave some permanent damage eventually. So please, <laughs> give him an Oscar. Next Oscars, give him a some award, some kind. Uh, do not wait until he dies like people did with Heath Ledger. He, he just oh. needs it. It's not like Natalie Portman who's doing, you know, the Black Swan and is doing Friends with Benefits. And, and by the way, Natalie Portman, she is not that lifeless dull thing you saw in Star Wars. I know. When you... she's, she's more than just soft and smooth. Smooth. <laughs> Liar! <laughs> okay, that's it. So, yeah, that. Oh. You brought him here to kill me! <laughs> I, I have here. brought peace to my new republic! <laughs> oh my god, the movie was so bad. Okay. Anakin, don't do it. I have the high ground that gives me plus five. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, that was so stupid. You were that... a brother to me. That's why I'm just leaving you here to burn. Slowly. Slowly. Painfully. You know, I was supposed wanna... to destroy the Sith, not join them. This is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. Oh, well, you know what? They were totally bashing politicians and stuff like that, so it's... Yeah, I know. It's like I kept seeing like that icon a lot. Like after Obama got elected, and I was like, "Oh God, really? You're gonna well, actually, like?" Actually, I have a picture of Anakin with Obama's head photoshopped in with "You were the chosen one." Oh well, that's <laughs> different, I guess. I don't know. It, because Neil was talking to me one day. He says Neil talked about Obama. He says, "You know, Obama reminds me of Anakin." I'm like, oh, hold on one second. They send the link. He says, "God damn it! Why did why did you think of it first? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back to Muppet Babies, they make your dreams come true. Yeah, well, they don't. Keeping slipping off target. Is that just such a small target? I think it is yeah, kind of a small target, even with eight seasons. That you know, it was good, it was fun, but I I don't think it was really what one would call groundbreaking. Nor should it have been. It was it was in its, in its own way. It kind of was. Well, I guess. you know what? It, it was good. Like... It was fun. But you know, groundbreaking is a bit of a stretch because groundbreaking implies a certain level of breaking ground. No, it was more oh. like digging. 
this was ground wow. digging. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, it's, uh, and, you know, I can't fault it for the people who copied various parts of the formula, like the movie things became, you know, Alf Tales and Chipmunks at the Movies, which both suck. And then the baby thing became Baby Looney Tunes and, uh, and Yo-Yo Kids. And what? A pup Name Scooby-Doo. Flintstone Kids. Flintstone Kids, a pup Name Scooby-Doo. Tom and Jerry Kids. Archie... Archie well, aren't kid. you glad that they didn't make Animaniacs kids? They they <laughs> actually did that as a spoof. Did they really? I it was a spoof skit with, that was making fun of Rugrats. Oh, okay. They even yeah. made it look badly animated. Just <laughs> okay. like Rugrats. <laughs> ah, that's pretty cold. Frosty <laughs> of them. That's oh, what. We, that's why we love Animaniacs. I love the nurse. Everyone loves the nurse. <laughs> Just Hello, nurse. Nurse. The world needs more pub nurses. But yeah, I wanted to like touch on one thing too. Like the um, some of the uh, the the character relationships. Like you notice, like kind of like the little love triangle that was going on in the show, like between Kermit and Piggy and Gonzo. Like Piggy liked Kermit. Kermit didn't really like Piggy that way. Gonzo liked Piggy. Piggy fucking hated Gonzo and always beat the shit out of him. And <laughs> that was just, that was just a thing that cartoons did for a long time in the 80s and early 90s. They tried yeah. to do that sort of thing because they thought that that kind of drama interested people. And then cartoons stopped doing that and that's when cartoons... Because I would watch the movies and I'm like, that shit didn't happen. Well, well like I said, the holdover Gonzo having a crush on Miss Piggy was season one of The Muppet Show. After season one, he started oh, dating was Camilla. It? Okay. He started dating Camilla. Back when Gonzo was much sad looking. Yes, then Gonzo got the happy eyes, and Gonzo was yeah. was more in love with doing the show and his show, showmanship than trying to mack on his co coworkers. I think it's because he was steadily dating Camilla, so he was more interested in perfecting his canon act. Oh, okay, fair. That's enough. if you yeah, want watch, to apply watch, continuity to the Muppets, which you shouldn't. So, watch season one Muppet Show. Gonzo is very emo in that. It's like, hi, Kermit. Oh, do you think maybe he 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 started that whole movement? Do you think? No, possibly. <laughs> well, you, you like know that the, the that you know that the Swedish chef, the Swedish chef uh, puppet actually got damaged during one of the skits. Oh. oh. Caught in fire, it did. Whoa. <laughs> that would have been horrifying to air. <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually aired it. And after really? that skit, you could see a little bit of fire damage. They hit it pretty well, but you can still see it after that skit. <laughs> they only have wow. one in puppet out of each of them. I always thought they had no, they like had multiples, but the, but the Swedish chef was so complicated to make. Oh, I see. That, I, when you said he caught on fire, I was picturing like full flames all over the puppet. That would have been horrifying. <laughs> yeah, in one <laughs> sketch, and Miss uh, Arm explosive charge slightly damaged the puppet's face. The, the chef's face remains scarred throughout the rest of the season. Wow. You have to admit that that is that is pretty fucking funny. Swedish <laughs> <I mean, laughs> chef is my favorite because he ha because he has a, actual human hands, which is kind of freaking creepy with a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he like uses his hands to really get to an ingredient. It's like. Ugh. <laughs> it's like uncanny valley for you huh <laughs> a little bit yeah. and the funny thing is there's all these famous real chefs that are saying i was the basis of the uh, swedish chef <laughs> like julia child claims that she was the basis she's not swedish though 
Well, but she she's practically an, 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 uh, not understandable, you know. <laughs> mm, yeah, but I still think that's really. And uh, Friedman Paul Earhart claims he was, and then uh, Lars Bachman claimed he was. He's actually did, Swedish, so did he, uh, Little Richard ever say that um, they that uh, they stole Swedish chef from him? Little Richard, no. Oh. But uh, but I do know that Mr. Teeth is actually based off of a real magi- musician. Oh, is it George Clinton? I think it is. Dr. Teeth, pardon me. He didn't go through medical school to be called Mr. <laughs> that sounds about right, actually. Actually, Dr. John. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a little different. They never did. They, did their, they, they never had Electric Mayhem on the show, did they? Nope, just Janice. Damn it. I loved Electric Mayhem. Yeah, they were great. Actually, they had Animal, which was part of... Uh... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But really, I loved Dr. Teeth. Mm. Dr. Teeth oh, just yeah. awesome. Who didn't? I don't know. There might be a one weird person out there. Maybe a socialist. Are you saying you don't like Dr. Teeth? I think she's saying that Superman doesn't like Dr. Teeth. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's what I was trying to get at. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, love the Muppets. Love the Muppets. Love the love for everyone. Yes. But not that kind of love, because that's no. That's what creates Muppets. I love one skit in the early Muppet movies was whenever they had to identify uh, Gonzo, they invite they identified him as a whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they actually did, did this thing where they actually showed all the Muppets in cages and, and uh, you know, frog, pig, and then for Gonzo said, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, And then, but for the cartoon, they just kept calling him a weirdo. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's just a weirdo. I liked whatever more than weirdo. Yeah. And, and, it's less demeaning. Yeah. And I especially like the fact that, uh, like I said, I love them as a whatever. And, you know, they actually tried to, uh, in the, yeah. and they actually tried to explain them as other things. It's a, they actually did a really terrible directed VHS or directed DVD movie called, uh, you know, Muppets in Space, where they actually said that Gonzo was an alien. And I hated that. I thought that was theatrical. I hated that they explained it. And you know what they did a year later? They, they acted like it never happened. Of course, that's what they always do. No, nope, yeah. but in this case, I like that they actually did that's that. that. I mean, like, that's what they do with, like, because I, I watch wrestling all the time, and that's they always do that with storylines. You know, it's always like... Mr. You know, McMahon, like, you slept with my wife. Yeah, it's always it's like, like... And then you blew up my car. Yeah, and then... Andre, Andre being the big show's father. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then the Irish whatever's—I don't know—who Seamus? Yeah, god damn it, other names. Or Kane's entire backstory, oh, which is god. just so convoluted. Oh my god! You know what's Does really funny? Remember? There was an episode of Muppet Babies where they actually did a spoof of Sesame Street. Really? Yes. That, wow, that's pretty meta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, but about uh, I want to go back to the Kane thing. Do you you have to remember Katie Bick, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, everybody's just very quietly like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But, There's uh, no reason for that. Everybody Wikipedia it or Google it. One, one fun one thing about Muppet Babies is Muppet Babies is one of those cartoons that was picked for that god awful cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Oh, yeah. I totally remember that. I remember that. I watched it. Or, or, or as I like to call it, Acom's worst hits. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. I know. I know. All of Acom's worst hits together in one cartoon. Hmm. I was just basically Bugs and Daffy. Trunks, kids. Well, they they had they had the Ninja Turtles. They had. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know people are like, oh, how dare you? It's like, come on, the show was badly animated. Admit okay. it, admit it, grow up, move on. And then there was... <laughs> and then the Smurfs. Smurfs, yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin and Chipmunks. Garfield. Garfield, yeah. Oh, Jesus. If I sit here long enough, I'll remember Alf. all of them. Alf, yeah. They actually had Alf. They actually had know, Alf threaten to eat like, Garfield. So, like... Like disturbing about Garfield, like trying to talk about like like important real life issues. Well, Garfield's I, not meant for that. I, I imagine Lorenzo Music was re- looking at the script and was like, "You guys are joking, right?" Oh, <laughs> Slimer was in it. God damn it! See, what they should have done was they should have had Slimer go up to Garfield and basically acknowledge that he sounds like Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Shit sucks. Let's go get high. Okay. Wanna get high? Why do you think he was eating lasagna all the time? He's total total stoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wrote a episode of Robot Chicken just now, everybody. So Speaking of which, the only episode of, of uh Robot Chicken that ever disturbed me was the one where they did the Muppets. Where they the one the scene where they put, they put animal Yeah, they put animal to sleep. And they showed it, and Animal's like, ah, 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 and he's slowly dying. I'm like, oh. oh. Did, did the what's her name from Electric uh, Mayhem have herpes? Uh, oh, yeah. Hepatitis C, I think. Yeah, whatever. She's like, I'm dying. <laughs> it was so disturbing. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, it was so much better than when Seth MacFarlane did that with the Peanuts characters. Yeah. Must we bring. Family guy and do everything. It could have been the other thing. The other, th- uh, the okay. other unmentionable thing. Careful, you're acknowledging it. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> well, but yeah, I, if, if Muppet Babies was going on, they would have done one or two anime spoof episodes by now. Yeah, it would have been like really. It would have been really weird. There would have been like some internet shit too, and that would just be really weird. Like. Don't like, tase me! Don't tase me, Gonzo! Don't tase me, Gonzo! <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, um... I read Leave this piggy alone! Yeah, yeah, like, I read the thing about, like, how they want to reboot Beavis and Butthead and have, instead of instead of them just watching videos, like, they're going to show Jersey Shore and YouTube videos, like, I don't know, I just think that's just weird, like, for me to oh. adjust to. Mm. Come well, on, Beavis. Sense, Come on, Beavis. They could sit down and watch the Irate Gamer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like... Beavis, this guy's totally this guy's a dumbass. Beavis, this guy's totally ripping off James Rolfe. Or, uh... Or Tonetta. They could always watch Tonetta videos. I mean... Hmm. I, I could never get enough of Tonetta. I'm afraid if they were if they were doing Muppet Babies now, that it would be, like, Flash animation. Oh, God. Yeah. Because, yeah. because Jim Henson isn't here to rein them in. 
Yeah, because I think Jim Henson, Henson would have had like the whip for Acom and saying, Acom, this is my this is my property, Acom. Yeah, I think that's why they got such good work out of Acom. <laughs> because you know what, Neil always says that the that whenever Acom does passable work, there's someone holding a gun to someone's head. Yeah, <laughs> draw good now. <laughs> so did he was so he was like, "Don't fuck with me, fellas. This isn't my first rodeo." Yeah, yeah don't fuck with me. I I was able to make an overnight sensation with a raincoat and two ping pong balls. Yeah, this is the fucking Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, that's how Kermit was made. He was made out of a raincoat and two ping pong balls. <laughs> no, I believe you. I believe you. Oh, we were so easily amused back in that day. I liked when the Muppets showed up in, in that one of Simpsons episode. The one with Troy McClure and the fish fetish. The fish fetish. They, it was really funny because they actually matched so much of what the Muppets were that I couldn't be offended as a Muppets fan because it was just so perfect. Because when, when uh, Bart said to Homer, hey Homer, what's a Muppet? And Homer says, it's not quite a mop and it's quite not a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh my god. And this is when The Simpsons was actually good. This was in that peak uh, year three to year seven stretch. You know, I stopped watching it when I was in, like, 7th grade. So that was, like, what, 95? That was in the stretch. 94, 95. That, that was in the good years. Yeah, so I was just like, eh, I don't feel like watching this anymore. Yeah. To me, it's more like, how, how can, can they still be running? It's what like Pokemon. They both have yellow protagonists, and they're still on, and nobody actually watches them. That must be it. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, all the all the stuff that comes out of the Simpsons franchise, except for the show itself, is actually still funny. Like, all the stuff for the Simpsons video game is hilarious, because what they did was they threw the continuity of the show out the window and did whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> Where what they did was they had the characters realize they're characters in a video game, and they had the limited power so they could do whatever they wanted in, the, in their universe, and it was totally stupid. Yeah, we... As much as old as the Simpsons have gotten, we shouldn't wish them away because if if the Simpsons leave Fox Sunday night, look what we're left with Seth MacFarlane, yeah, yeah. Um, in Bob's Burgers, the caval the cavalcade of Seth MacFarlane shows. Yes, more Seth MacFarlane shows. Yeah, it's just gonna be yeah. You just you what do you say to that? JFK's foot. <laughs> you think that's bad? <laughs> and then there was the cavalcade of cartoon comedy, which is all the rejected humanity yeah. jokes. Oh my god! That's the thing. He, he had so he had so many of these cutaway jokes left over. He's like, okay, let's just package them together and brand them as something else. This is the cutaway jokes without Family Guy. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I I just imagine he has like a whole vault full of them. I'm sure he does. He's like, okay, we need to fit all these in this episode somehow. What are we going to do with all these ones that are left over? We, these are just sitting around for two seasons. So like, we'll just package them up and use them for something else. In the commentaries, they actually do say that they have like a dry erase board that just has all these cutaway gags written on them. And they're just left up there for months because they keep getting rejected. And... Yeah. That's, so they, uh, I imagine that's where they go. They just go right to YouTube. Yeah. I like uh, the explanation they had for the writers on South Park. Yeah, it's you know. vanity's picking balls. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite one of those are the two ducks that are watching. Uh, what are they watching? Again, they're, they're watching Meet the Parents. Yeah, and they're and they're criticizing it, and every single criticism they make could be applied to Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, irony much, Seth? The one I hate is the Irishman watching Back to the Future because he's making all these criticisms about Back to the Future, like as if he, he could already tell what's going to happen in the movie without ever seeing it before. I'm like, that's bullshit. Because there's, there's a lot of movies you make that criticism for, but Back to the Future really can't make that criticism for. Well... Where you can see where the events are happening by watching the events as they happen. You can't do that with Back to the Future. That is a bullshit commentary. If you say you can do that, Seth, you're lying. Lawyer! Just to be a better topic here, I'm really, really scared they're going to try to do anything with Back to the Future now. That's a scary thought. Really scary thought. Yeah, because, you know, they'll just give Family Guy another chance to make another joke about Michael J. Fox having Parkinson's. They actually did that? Yes. Uh, Classy. Real classy. The thing is, they acted like it was bad taste to make a joke about uh, FDR having uh, polio, but, you know, Michael J. Fox, Parkinson's, oh, we can do that. (laughs) It's funny how that works out, isn't it? Why did Seth have to miss his flight? What flight was it going to be? <laughs> he had he, he had a ticket for one of the planes on 9-11. Which oh, one? Shit. One of the ones that hit the uh, Twin Towers. Oh. I don't know exactly which plane. See, that was me making a tasteless joke. I can imagine him being on the one that went, that the crash in Pennsylvania would be like, you know what, I think these guys are okay. <laughs> we should totally do what they want because, you know what, they're, 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 they're misunderstood Muslims. I can imagine him doing that if he was on the uh, Pennsylvania plane. They would have killed him first and then attacked the terrorists. <laughs> they would have thrown hot coffee in his face. They would have used his body as a shield. <laughs> it would it would be a Family Guy cutaway gag in real life. Yes. Let's do what they say, folks, and then the smash cut to Seth MacFarlane being used as a as a shield. Yes. Uh, somebody should animate that. Pablo. <laughs> And do it in the Seth style, with with oh, zero character and all the plane and all the vehicles being in CGI, and and Seth's face can never change from that smug look. Even when he's dead, he has it. <laughs> I'll look it it's like a it. permanent face. Like <laughs> my face always looks like this. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, but yes, yeah. back to Muppet Babies. <laughs> um. I like, and I will reiterate that I did love the show as a child, and I think it it holds up as one of the better children's cartoons of the eighties. Well, it didn't talk down to kids. That was one thing. Yeah, you know, by starring kids doing kid-like things, it wasn't as asinine as having adults doing kid-like things. Like so many of the bad children shows do, or being condescending and preachy, like Dora the Explorer. Swiper, stop swiping! Yes, oh, can you God, pick, can you to... pick the can you pick the thing that's a circle? Oh, Very God. good. Blues Clues. Well, what's, you know, what's, what's, was... what's the one with her with her cousin? That's uh, the animal kid. The uh... oh, I don't know. 
you know, when I was uh, when I was working at the time, uh, I would wake up to that fucking show. Early, early. No, what's the name of the show that with Dora's cousin? Uh, what's his name? The uh... Diego. 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 Diego the what? Diego Go or something, right? Go Diego Go. Go yeah. Diego Go. Oh wow. Yeah. Go Diego Go. And he did the same thing. It's you know what's really sad. What? What? Disney did uh, a uh, Mickey Mouse show just like that with the same condescending. Can you pick the whatever? Oh, very good. Oh yeah. It was CGI. Looked like shit. And it had, well, a, and it had, it had all the characters dancing in these really bad dance loops. It's CGI, and they're doing dance loops. CGI dancing that, for everybody. That's why whenever I see the, <laughs> uh, the Muppets in Disneyland uh, special where Mickey Mouse welcomes Kermit to the family, I always kind of shudder there. It's like, <laughs> no, Jim, no, don't do it. <laughs> Back away, Jim. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do, look directly at the mouse. <laughs> well, you know there's a big problem. Welcome to the family. Uh, you know there's a big problem with Mickey Mouse and CGI, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a. I actually saw a CGI version of Mickey Mouse where they, they somehow wrote into the program that his ears flip around to match the animation they style. Same for Astro Boy. Yeah, and it's it's pretty smooth, but it's still kind of weird to look at. Mm. Well, that's another thing. If uh, Muppet Babies were done today, it probably will be CGI. It'll, no, it'd probably be Flash. No, CGI. Maybe a bit of both. Flash. Yeah, it'd be Flash. CGI. Flash. The CGI Garfield show. Uh, the CGI Garfield show is an abomination upon all mankind and should never be mentioned again. Seriously, <laughs> oh goodness! Because you no, know, we have some loser trying to do Lorenzo music, and he's not even close. He's not even the same country. That would be Frank Welker. That can't be Frank Welker. That's Frank Welker. It's so bad. I know. I told you. Sometimes Frank Welker goes to the to the dark side. <laughs> he did Wheelie. He did Scooter from GoBots. He did every whimpering animal in Captain Planet. <laughs> There is a dark side to Frank Welker. Yes. That is not Megatron. <laughs> I'm just saying that can't be Frank. Oh my god. It's him. It, ma it makes you want to throw him out of Astro Train yourself, doesn't it? <laughs> you do not still function! Not anymore! <laughs> I still function! Not anymore! <laughs> Wanna bet? Jesus. Frank, why? That's not even close to... You gotta eat. It's, it's like why. it's like they told him to do a bad impersonation of Lorenzo music. Well, that's not the only thing that's wrong with that show. Also, the plots are oh. Well, the thing is, Garfield knows he's a star, and he talks with his mouth. That's, yeah, yeah that's, the whole thing. I've never liked it. Yeah, basically, that series is like the complete uh, ego trip for Garfield. It, it's uh, Garfield in his own mind. So anyway, back to sexy girls. I mean, uh, Muppet Babies. <laughs> well, what do you think about sexy girls when we're talking about Muppet Babies, Neil? You got well, you uh, know, I'm on the wrong episode. Well, you know, they, they do kind of make your dreams come true. Yeah. But in a different way, you know, like. Yeah. All your dreams, like, if you're five or something. 
Well, Neil had an early exposure to sexiness. Thanks to his grandmother. Oh, the uh, <laughs> yeah. My my grandmother used to buy me the Betty and Veronica uh, double digests. Oh. <laughs> and she'd be like, "Oh, here's a comic. It should be nice and funny for you." And I'd open it up, and it'd be Betty and Veronica at the beach. And I'd be like, "Thanks, Graham." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how Neil got to be the person he is today. Yeah. Well, it really got, explains a lot. <laughs> well, I got to blame my early puberty on magazine ads in my Terminator and Predator comics as a kid, and also on video game magazines from Spain, which had really tiny thumbs on CDs that had foreign dollars in them. Yeah. Yeah. That was much, much more hardcore and small. And I read Archie. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I even got a magnifying glass once. <laughs> I was lame like that. <laughs> My pet <bad> babies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's <just> wrong. <laughs> do we have like PG thirteen rating or something? You know, a place we can do. Do, do you bleep some of the stuff we say? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I'm so doomed. We're talking about how Muppet Babies get made. Wow, <laughs> wow. With a chicken, nonetheless. No less. Yeah. yeah, what was Gonzo doing with that chicken anyway? Well, he's dating Camilla, so. Yeah. And it just made me realize that. Uh, it's called courtship. Jim, Jim Henson put a chicken fucker in the show. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Oh wow, that's prerogative. So yeah, let's wrap this up, guys. That's all for the Muppet Show. Yes. <laughs> Gong. But before we go. Yes, about. Oh, before before we do that, uh, I gotta throw in this one last little bit. A, fr- a friend of mine who used to do web comics had an idea to throw in a Muppet type character in her in her strip, and it was going to be done totally like the Muppets. It was gonna always be this character that was behind a counter. And one of his arms had a wire attached to it. And <laughs> his name, his name was going to be something, something Muppet, like you know, like like one of those Muppet names, like Oswald or something. And one of the jokes was uh, him just standing there with his mouth open. And one of the characters goes, uh, "Oswald, why is your mouth just hanging open?" And he's like, "My mouth isn't hanging open. I'm smiling." <laughs> All right. So we're saying good night. And next week, uh, what do we have next week, Neil? Uh, it could be a number of things. It depends on who decides to email me back. Okay, next week is a tentative one. We or- we have a lot of uh, episodes planned, so we can easily shift something into place. And so, hopefully, in the coming weeks, we will be doing Flash animation. We will have uh, Harry Partridge of uh, Happy Harry oh, and nice. Eco Raptor on that yeah. episode. And uh, we will be doing a Captain Tyler episode in the future as well. We have uh, Kitty Hawk on that one. Yeah. So look forward to the to that, guys. Uh, you know, good night. I am your host, Ben. TV's Mr. Neil. Stephanie. Oh. Turn. Uh, no, you go first. I want to be last. Okay. Um, I'm Isaku. Good night, everyone. Uh, Pablo Prino. Nice to meet you. And I'm Stephanie. Be sure to check out PerfectAgentComic.com every Thursday. And we so will see you. So does I command. And so we will see you next week. Good night. Good night.
Night. Oh, bye bye. <laughs> okay, uh, let's Mannequins get back to Puppet Babies. Better. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, this, so they yeah, were Puppet Babies, babies did a Star Wars episode. I don't yeah. know. I don't There's know actually about a live action TIE fighter on the intro that I get to see here on YouTube. I didn't remember that. They also, but you know what? They never did that highly controversial Jesus episode. There's a Jesus episode? No, yeah. making a joke. Oh. But the, <laughs> you know, you, you know, they did a whole spoof of crap. Passion of the of the Gonzo. No, <laughs> don't be mean. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of things that. Um, and so instead of a spear, they used a real life uh, prop, which was, a, was which was one of Candy's kitchen knives. Oh, <laughs>